Welcome to the Only One Shot Golf Podcast. I'm Jim Gallagher Jr. Don't forget to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast, and don't forget to uh, get your copy of Only One Shot. That's available on Amazon, written by BJ Trollio, the teaching professional at Old Waverly Golf Club. Special thanks to Steve Azar for allowing us to use his music, as he does in all our podcasts. Appreciate that from Steve. You can find Steve at steveazar.com. He'll be touring some, doing some pretty cool stuff. So uh, check him out. Get on his website. And uh, we just appreciate you spending some time with us. And today is Wednesday, uh, the final day of the practice rounds here at Augusta. I'm going to be doing this daily podcast. I've got a special guest, Tim Yelverton who is the short game instructor at Old Waverly. He's works with several of the PGA Tour players. He's here this week at Augusta. He's going to kind of give us some insight to what they do in their practice rounds, what they've been working on, and what he's seen at the golf course because he's been on it out there with the guys. So look forward to having him on here a little bit later in the podcast. But Tiger Woods went out, played nine-hole practice round with uh, Justin Thomas and Fred Couples, as he's done uh, yesterday. Everything looks good physically. A little bit of a limp, maybe more today than we've seen but uh when you think about what he's gone through it's it's amazing he's even here so uh i think it's just an adjustment i think we're supposed to get maybe you get about an inch of rain yesterday maybe they'll have a uh you know some drier conditions than maybe we expect as long as we don't get uh, too much uh, rain through the night but uh golf course is going to change it changed today wednesday compared to where it was uh, uh monday and tuesday morning because no one got to play the Tuesday afternoon, everything was shut down at 11 o'clock when the storms came through, and fortunately no damage or anything to Augusta National. But uh, looking forward to uh, just as the week gets going, I think Thursday's forecast calling for some wind out of the out of the west with maybe 15, 20. Uh, but when we get to Friday, cooler temperatures, strong winds, gusts. I talked to home back in Mississippi, and temperatures are dropping, winds picking up, maybe out of a little different direction. So we'll see. I, I think the guys are going to see a different golf course every day. Uh, and I look forward to uh, kind of catching everybody up with what we've seen for the day. But uh, uh, it was just a, a good day. Uh, they called off uh, the patrons at 11 o'clock, but they let them get back out par three contest. They played that. One of the cool things uh, is a player you get to do. And, they, of course, uh, it was suspended. But uh, an hour, oh, maybe an hour or two hours into it. So they got to see some golf, uh, but they're done for the day out there with some uh, weather coming in. So unfortunately, they didn't get that finished. But I just love that. I remember uh, we got out there and, and my brother's caddying, and you get on that first hole, and you're just like people everywhere. And, and you're just hitting a wedge and just trying not to hit anybody. I mean, it's more pressure there hitting that first shot. Uh, uh, just just with a wedge coming into that first green but it's such a beautiful place i used to uh monday tuesday wednesday or of course monday tuesday more i i didn't really go practice i needed to have the practice tournament practice area like they do now i i, I really went out and played my round and uh went to the par three course spent the whole time there working on my iron game i just thought it was such an important thing to work on scoring clubs greens are very similar in speed uh, and it was just a great uh, experience and one of the cool things, I think it was on number eight, I hit it up in the, on the edge of the green. It kind of trickled down, and the ball's on the edge. And, you know, it's really – I'm kind of out of it. I'm not going to win. And Ian Baker Finch made me kind of play it. I took my shoe off and, and was going to hit it and play it kind of with one foot in the water. And, unfortunately, put the shoe uh, – I took the wrong shoe off, put the shoe uh, in the water, the one I was supposed to uh, uh, have on the other foot. So I was just, like, wasn't paying attention. I was so nervous, and it was uh, – Pretty crazy time, but it got to nine. As I'm walking down nine, uh, Sissy uh, handed me Mary Langdon, who at the time 
I was, I will say she's about a year old and, and I carried her and she had a little master's jumpsuit. I know we see it every, every year with the, the families out there and it's completely different. I was a little, you know, hesitant to do that. We carried her up there the last 50 yards and we got her picture in the front page of the uh, Augusta paper. So that was kind of a cool moment for, for us. She would remember cause she was so young, but it was just a fun time. Uh, and, and, and just getting out there. My brother-in-law Keesler actually caddied for me one time and, and, and now it's just watching these families get out there with the kids. It's a special time. Uh, it's kind of relaxed. But you can see the players, uh, even from this morning, showing a little more seriousness in their face, their eyes, and they're, they're ready to go uh, now. They, you know, the first two days, everything's cores away. Everybody's happy. Uh, but that tension, that anxiety kind of kicks in, and the seriousness of what's happening and coming through in the players' minds uh, are going to show as the day goes on. And for the guys that have to play late, you've got all this time to kind of sit back, reflect, and let things, unfortunately, kind of go through your mind. But that's the beauty of having your family there and, and enjoying that kind of decompress and, and kind of get away from it. But I think back to Tiger Woods, and we've talked about him, and I know people get tired of talking about Tiger Woods, but yeah, he's going to have about 24 hours to recover. He was done at 11 o'clock. He went back uh, to his room, and he tees off at uh, his house that he's, he's staying at. And it was I think he tees off at 1040 tomorrow, so he'll have right at 24 hours to heal. Similar situation whenever he comes out uh, for for Friday between Thursdays around and Friday. So uh, it's great to have him out. We'll see what happens. I was asked the question, uh, do you think Tiger Woods can win? And uh, I don't know that he can win. I think uh, an accomplishment is just being here one. Uh, making the cut would be phenomenal. I know that's a low bar for Tiger, but just to think about what he's gone through to see him out here, uh, it's amazing. And, and, and I'm going to be interested to see how the fatigue kicks in how he gets around for four days, especially on a wet golf course, and if it cools off. I think those are things to look at. So uh, uh, we'll look forward to seeing how he does and the rest of the competitors. But uh, we'll take a little break, and in a moment, we're going to get Tim Yelverton on the line and uh, hear from him. Here we go. Well, I appreciate uh, Mr. Tim Yelverton spending a little time with us. Tim, you've been out uh, at Augusta, at Augusta National all week, and I appreciate you spending a little time with us. Absolutely, Jim. Thanks for having me, my man. Uh, you've worked with several of the players, PGA Tour players. Uh, you know, the golf courses, we'll talk about that in a minute, just how much it's changed. But uh, when did you get here? And, you know, let's say Monday's really the first official practice round. What's a typical practice round day for some of your guys and, and what are the things you kind of work on you know do you work on stuff before you get the golf course you spend most of that time kind of working around the greens on the golf course yeah well, well first off i drove in early monday morning and uh the golf course is in you know really good shape and uh then you know personally with me just doing a lot of putting and short game um you know typically at a tour event i spend a ton of time you know on the greens with the players on the golf course. Um, this you know, this week's a little bit different because only the caddies and the players are inside the ropes. So, um, so, so for me, for what I do typically at a tour event, it's very different this week. Um, we do a lot of work at the practice area. You know, they've got two two really good big greens. Got a lot of different undulations that you can uh, chip to, pitch to, hit bunker shots to. Um, and then obviously you have the putting green 
by the range and then by the practice area, then you also have the putting green over by one and 10 T. Um, so I kind of bounce back and forth between the two putting greens and then, uh, and then use both of the short game greens as well. So, um, a hundred percent of my work really this week is at the practice area. So who are the guys you're working with or who, who are your guys that are here this week you're working with? Uh, Kevin Kisner and Seth Straka. You know, I've, I've been working with those guys for, for a few years. And, uh, I, I actually just started helping Hudson Swafford. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I've, I've spent, you know, John Tillery works with him and he works with, actually he works with Seth now. And he's, of course he's worked with kids for, I guess, since 2014, I believe is when they started. Um, so the, Tillery and I, we both have, uh, have three guys here this week. So, you know, say you're working with kids and, and what, or just maybe what these guys do, what do they do? I know you can't get out there on the greens. Do they spend most of their time chipping, putting, uh, on the golf course? What are the, some of the things they work with maybe different than another golf course or a golf tournament when they're, they're kind of getting ready and preparing for that? Yeah. I mean, it, it's any tour event. I mean, we're going to hit a lot of, a lot of chips and pitches and putts, but this week, especially, I mean, you know, there's so many different slopes that you can use, so many different lies, elevation changes. Um, I mean, the, the ratio of short game shots in the practice round to full swing shots, I mean, it's like, I mean, goodness, it's, it's like 10 to 1. I mean, lots of chips and putts and different pitches and things like that. And that's where a lot of the veterans that have played here many years, you know, they uh, they know what slopes to use, where to miss it for certain hole locations, and um, – yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, this is Seth's first Masters, and uh, so you know, so we talked about a lot of different shots of you know where to miss with certain locations, and then he went out there, he and his caddy John Davenport, you know, and they spent a good bit of time, um, you know, just trying different shots, high shots, low shots, bump. You know, when's it better to bump? When's it better to go up? And things like that. So, you know, the, the short game is uh, always requires some you know imagination but this this week uh maybe more than ever you know that's going to be it well yeah greens and regulation scrambling are the two stats that i kind of feel like when you look at the past winners that's going to be the key mm-hmm. uh, and it has and it has been for years i think 16 of the last 22 uh were in the top uh 10 in, in, in scrambling and more so in greens and regulation. So mm-hmm. I mean, you look at that; those are two great stats. But you know, you you were out on the golf course Monday. It was firm, fast. Everything was really solid. What? How has it changed from Monday, Tuesday, and and uh, or I should say, from because you only got to play Tuesday morning. What? How has it changed? Say today is Wednesday, from Tuesday to Wednesday with the rain we had uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, you know the greens. The greens had a little fire to them on Monday. Um, I think. That, I think you know they knew that they were going to get some rain at some point during the practice rounds. And so, um, it, I mean, I think they could have started the tournament on Monday, the way the course was as far as firmness and, and, you know, quickness. Um, and then, uh, of course with the rain yesterday and then, you know, we'll see what happens this evening. Um, you know, the course is going to play a little longer and softer for sure off the tee. Now, you know, they'll have the sub air pump and it was, it was going this afternoon. So they'll, They'll, you know, they'll pull that moisture out of the greens, but the golf course itself is definitely going to play longer um, than it already is. Uh, it's going to play longer and a little bit softer. But then there's supposed to be, I think, in the forecast, there's a lot of wind. So I think mm-hmm. going back to what you were saying about scrambling, I mean, I think scrambling is going to be really important because if it starts, if that wind starts pumping, it's just, you know, 
even as good as these guys are, there's, you're going to miss some grants, and it's going to be really important to get the golf ball up and down when you do. Have your guys changed strategies? Maybe, you know, now that they've seen how the golf course has gone from firm to, to soft and with wind, have they changed maybe from what it was the first part of the week? You know, I, I think, um, I really think they're going to stay with, with um, you know, Kiz has played here. I think he was saying this is like his Masters now. Um, and um, so I, I think he's played it in, in a variety of conditions. And, um, you know, the golf course is, is 7,500 yards. So, I mean, it's going to be a lot of drivers regardless. Um, and now that it's, it's softer, it's going to be, you know, lots of drivers, if not driver on almost every hole. Um, on the part fours and fives, obviously. And then as far as uh, approach play, you know, this golf course is very penal if you get on the wrong side of the hole. So, you know, that second shot. Has, has the has the difference around the greens with the rain, has that changed the way maybe certain shots these guys are going to be playing on Thursday with a lot, lot softer conditions? Yeah, I think it would be a little bit easier on some of the shots um, to get the ball to stop. Um, when it you know that it won't have that big first hop before it tries to check, um, you know. So I think it will potentially maybe make some of the the, the pitch shots a little bit easier. Um, but um, but so many times um, I've only been able to play once here. But I've a lot of what I've seen on television. You know, I mean, a lot of a lot of the short game is using slopes. I mean, more so than you know. Typically, it's you know you use you use spin or you use land angle to get the golf ball to stop around the green and you know at this at this course one of the cool things about it is you can use you can use slopes and bring you know chip it way fast and bring it back and like number nine is a good example you know how far away sometimes you're actually aiming from the hole and then end up right beside it so it's it's a fun it's a it's a great golf course obviously and it's it's really cool to hit some of those shots around the green for sure I made the comment on live from this morning that I I don't know if there's anywhere you can practice before you get here to prepare for this golf course. It's so different than anywhere in the world yeah. uh, from the way the grass. And I know the guys make adjustments on the West Coast with different types of grass when they get to Bermuda, but the overseed here, Bent Greens, I don't know. Have you ever seen a golf course that can maybe or a practice area can kind of prep you for this uh, incredible uh, golf course at Augusta National? Yeah, and no, I mean, no, and like, and, you know, they, they have, you know, spared no detail in their, in their practice area. You know, you have the two fairways on the range of where you can hit drivers, and then you have multiple, um, multiple tiers on the chipping greens and, um, hitting shots, you know, where you're short sided, hitting shots that run away from you that are up, chasing balls up slopes. I mean, this is, it is a it is a really cool practice area where you can, you know, somewhat, you know, replicate what you're going to try to do on the golf course. But um, I think trying to replicate that golf course completely is <laughs> maybe maybe other time impossible. Yeah. So there's been some changes. They added a, a different tee and length to, to, to 11, 15, and 18, and, and mm-hmm. contoured a few fairways and some greens. What have you noticed, and have you been able to? I know you can't get out there because you're out on the side. Have you noticed the changes? How much will that make a change? Um, and change the way these guys play the holes? Yeah, you know, number eleven is longer, and also the the, the second set of pines is actually in the in the fairway now. Um, so mm. I mean, I would say from from the far left cut of the fairway to the right cut. I mean, it it seems like it's probably. I don't know. I'd have to say somewhere in the 50-yard range. I mean, it's really wide, 
that you got to mm-hmm. get it far enough to get to that width of the fairway. Um, it's still more narrow up top, on, on top of the hill. But yeah, that holds so <laughs> that holds such a hard hole. Um, even if well, we we laughed about it. It was one of the hardest second shots in golf, and now it became harder, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, yeah. Because now it's what they went uh, fifteen more yards back with the tee, and then um, and you can barely see. Well, I don't know if you can see the first, probably third of the green, um, unless you really bomb one down there. Um, and, and and around the green, they, they kind of lowered that area to the right, so there's kind mm-hmm. of a hump if you bail it. There's no bail out there like there was. Mm-hmm. You won't see a Larry Mize shot ever again. Right. You, can you notice the change now from uh, previous years? Barely. Yeah, you could barely. I, I, you know, like I said, without really being able to put, put your feet on it, I mean, you can tell this. it's a little bit. It's a little bit different, um, and then I, I, I didn't go out to number three, but I heard three's green is um, is new. They they made changes to it, and then fifteen t they went back I think twenty yards on fifteen t. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and they contoured the fairway some. Uh, I think they were saying that it maybe moved the ball more towards the trees. Uh-huh. Uh, so a lot of decisions uh, going for that green and two. I, I and you you're a short game guy. That has got to be the hardest wedge shot in golf. Yeah, that green. Yeah, especially if especially if you're. Um, well, I guess the two hardest shots would be the front flag. If you get a little too close and you're on the down slope, look. If you lay up and you lay up too close and you're on a down slope um, with no green to work with, that's a really difficult one. And then when the when the flag's in the back. Um, challenging it enough, you know, trying not to spin it back and try to get it close enough to make a birdie. Then if you go just to, if you get one big hop and it goes over, now you're short-sided there with a difficult shot. So, yeah, that green that green is uh, it's no gimme by any means. Well, and I think even when you knock it over that green, if you knock it over the green, the mowing cut seems to be back into the grain, makes a bump shot real difficult. And there's not as much room as people think from that green to get down into the penalty area, into the the, the pond behind over on 16. And if you get long there, I, I, I don't know, just I, I think with it playing a little bit longer wet, we may not see as many guys go forward, or do you think they'll still see the same amount uh, of players going for that green at two? Yeah, I mean, it's I would think there's going to be a, a, a less people going for it in two, for sure. I mean, with with the conditions of the rain we've had, I haven't seen the direction of the wind, um, so I'm not it's sure. What supposed to be west the first day, which would be back in their face. Yeah, so I mean, with it being longer, softer, and in the wind, I mean, I would think there'd be a lot of guys laying up. Um, but um, you know, by Sunday, the golf course will be dried out some more, and then. I think the temperature is going to be a little cooler. Um, so that'll... Yeah, I talked to dad. I talked to my dad back in Mississippi. He said it went from, I think he said it was 65 to 45. Uh, there's a weather alert right now as, as we're doing this podcast. Uh, uh, but, yeah, he, he, he said it's dropping and coming out of the north, which will really change things mm-hmm. here as well. I, I think the crosswinds here uh, are as tough as anything, uh, probably more so than just the end of, for pros. And, and you do a lot of the short game, and you've played, and you're top, you know, really good player. Into the wind, downwind don't bother, does not bother the pros as much as the crosswinds. And here, when you get a crosswind, you can't feel it. That makes it tricky and difficult around this golf course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, on those golf shots, I mean, it's just so important. Um, 
you know, because part of it just plays mind games with you almost. You know, and it, you know, we saw we saw how difficult the win was um, at the players. You know, a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, and uh, and some, and it's just so hard to commit um, to a golf shot when when you know, and the, the winds blow at fifteen when you're over, and then you hit it at best to twenty five, or the delays down, and um, but, but at the end of the day, you've got to just commit to it, go all in, and hit the shot, and that's all you can do. And from there, once that ball's in there, you know you've done you've done your part, and just hopefully the, the the wind will just be constant while it, while the golf ball's in the air for sure. You know? I think that's the key word, constant. The gust, the sudden gust, that's what gets you every single time. I think that's the difficult for these guys. But uh, you're going to stay around for a couple of days, or at least through tomorrow through Thursday. Uh, uh, you go out in the morning with them and spend a little time, and then and you head back. Uh, how are you guys? You know, how's it look for kids and, and Strucker? How are they playing? Are they look like they're pretty. Yeah, they look. They look good. I mean, they they really do. Um, I mean, I'm always optimistic about well, the guys I work with, but you know, they both had a really good Florida swing. Um, you know, Sep won the Honda, finished top ten at the Players. Um, you know, kids finished. Um, he finished fourth at the players and then runner up in Austin. So they're both, you know, they're both in good form right now. And, um, you know, so I'm real happy with, with where they are. And both of them are rolling the ball really well and the short games are in good shape. So, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to tomorrow, but they both play early. Um, so everyone tees off in, <clears throat> in the morning tomorrow. So we'll, uh, we'll get everyone warmed up and go watch a little golf and hopefully see a few birdies. What's been the big difference for Sepp? You know, he's he's been close, and all of a sudden he went to Honda, went at PGA Nationals, phenomenal. What's been the big turnaround? What's the big improvement for him? Um, well, specifically what we worked on. I mean, he was a – I think when I met Sepp, he was always known for driving the ball well and being a good iron player. Um, I would say maybe a streaky putter. Um, mm-hmm. And then his short game was was, uh, was probably the weakest part of his game. Um and then he's chipping and he's pitching specifically, and um, so we—he's—he's he's worked really hard on that, and he's gotten so much better around the green. Um, I mean, he's—he's he's much more confident, and um, his shots—I mean, are there's just so much better. It's, and I think that's kind of freed him up um, with his iron play, not feeling like he had to be so perfect. Um, that if he hit a bad iron shot, it was a—you know—an auto bogey. Um, Mm-hmm. So I think that's helped some. There's no doubt that, that Tillery's helped him kind of refine a couple things and polish a couple things there. And then the putting, um, like his good putting's always been good. But um, I think now we have um, just a nice structured plan that he does. You know, I said this before. It's like when I first came out with you and, and was <laughs> – and watching some guys <laughs> on tour, I just noticed the first thing I noticed was how I saw every all the good players doing the same thing every day. And now he has, and what was that? Well, you know, everybody had their two, one or two, maybe three drills that they did. You know, not everybody did the same mm-hmm. drill, but they had their drills. And now, and now, Sepp has his plan. Um, and so he's um, he's 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 just a little bit more structured. Um, when he goes out onto the putting green, he knows what he's going to do that day, and he checks the boxes, and he goes about his business and then comes back tomorrow and does the same thing. And I think that's, you know, 
the whole thing about golf is like predictability, right? So if we know mm-hmm. how the ball is going to react, then we're much it's much easier to get committed, like we were talking about earlier. Um, and so he's just so much more consistent now. Um, so I, I don't know that I've helped his great putting days, but I, I like to feel like yeah, I've kind of helped him have be that. more consistent. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What do you and Tillery tell someone like Seth? I mean, Kiz knows what to do. He's been around, as you said, I think it's the seventh. And, and I mentioned Monday, Tuesday, everybody's kind of relaxed, happy to see everybody. And then Wednesday, things start puckering up and tightening up, <laughs> and it gets a little more serious. And yeah. What do you tell him to get through the night? What will you tell him in the morning uh, well, when he gets out there before he goes? Yeah, and, you know, and he played some practice rounds <clears throat> with Kiz. So, you know, that he, he helped him there as far as, you know, saying – Typically, when the flag's here, play here, things like that. But then, and then at the end of the day, you know, we all grew up watching the Masters. You know, so every mm-hmm. there's always that factor in there. But all that being said, you know, he's he's um, he's good at just you know focusing on the task at hand, and I think that's that's what we have to do anytime we're playing golf, but especially in you know higher quote-unquote, you know, higher, more important situation. You know, it's just like, okay, what's my task? What am I trying to do right here? And a golf course like Augusta National, if you get too far ahead of yourself, I mean, or to or mm-hmm. kind of stay in the past too much also, um, it'll, it'll bite you. So just, I know it's cliche, but, but literally we're just trying to execute one shot at a time. And if you get in trouble, you know, get it. You know, if you get out of play, get back in play, and um, you know, one bad hole is is not gonna not gonna end the day or the tournament because um, there are there are there will be a few birdie chances out there for sure. I mean, the, the scores at Augusta have gotten much higher um, mm-hmm. than they used to be. Um, but that being said, um, he's really you know his strength is fairways and greens, and um, this is a great golf course for that. You know. Absolutely, and you, the one thing I always tell kids, and I think I said it again on the show today, you can only control what you can control. That's right. I think that's the key to everything. But I appreciate you spending some time with us. I know you're a busy man. Tell Mr. Tillery we said hello, and uh, we'll get you back on again. But I uh, appreciate you being part of this uh, today's diary from Wednesday's practice round. And uh, have some fun out there tomorrow. Be safe going home. All right, I will do it, Jim. Good talking with you, and uh, hope to see you soon, my man. Well, that was Tim Yelverton. We appreciate him spending some time with us and giving us a little insight to what's going on uh, the first three days here uh, at Augusta. And uh, and we appreciate his friendship. He's always great to have on there, great knowledge, a great uh, short game instructor. Like I said, he's the uh, short game instructor at Old Waverly. If you want to get a hold of Tim, you can there. He and VJ, uh, the one-two punch, go get your uh, swing lesson with VJ Trollio in the morning or even one hour there or two hours with VJ, a couple hours with Tim. It'd be well worth your while. You could stay right there at Old Waverly, so it's perfect. But uh, we appreciate it. It's uh, This is Wednesday, uh, the end of the final practice round. We're all excited about tomorrow's opening round, and we'll get back to you tomorrow. Uh, and you kind of kind of give you the recap of what the day was that the Masters was like. And uh, as I always like to end the podcast with, uh, whether it's life or golf, you may have only one shot and you got to make it count. So don't forget to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. And we appreciate you listening to the Only One Shot Golf Podcast. Until tomorrow, later on.